0: We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. You have a seat? How about something to drink? Great. Now just sit back and enjoy the show. I have lots of news to get to. Before I get to the news, I want to take a moment... And um, share an apology with everyone about not uh, broadcasting for the last several weeks. There has been lots going on in my personal life that I've had to make some pretty big changes, and time has just gotten away from me. So I am truly sorry that I haven't put out a show in the last week or so. I'm trying to scramble to make up for it. Um, This news is going to be just a little bit late. It's going to be about the midweek of um, February, but I'm trying to catch up on the past news for you. I greatly appreciate your continued listening, your continued liking my pages and subscribing. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I love all you guys. I love all my listeners. And I'm trying really hard, because I do all this myself, I'm trying really hard to keep up with everything. And on that note, let's get to the news. A four-wheeler or a car, four-wheeler is how us truck drivers know it, got sighted after getting wedged between a semi-truck. In the concrete median, the concrete barrier that runs down the highway, a motorist was taken to the hospital and received a a ticket, a citation, after getting wedged between a semi-truck, tractor-trailer, and the concrete barrier. This happened on Interstate 70 going westbound in Enon, Ohio. According to Ohio State Patrol, the driver of the black Chevy (coughs) Cruze, excuse me, was cited for failure to control, quote unquote, after the car ended up. Nose down, meaning the truck trunk is in the air, and wedged between the semi-truck and a concrete barrier with its rear wheels in the air. Bethel Township Fire Department in Clark County, Ohio, released the photos, which have gone viral, of course. And yeah, it looks like they had to have one of those ratchet, almost like a uh, ratchet post To hold the car up, um, looks like from the picture, even to try to get the person out. Um, The motorist's identity was not been released. He was taken to a nearby hospital. Uh, The severity of his injuries were not currently known Uh, The truck driver was not injured. I will have this article in the show notes so you can go ahead and there's a video on the bottom of the article that you could go ahead and watch the video. I don't know how he did it. I don't know. It was snowy roads, snowy conditions. I don't know if he spun out. Uh, I really don't know on that. Upon examining the video, It doesn't really show how the accident occurred. It just shows that the car was definitely in midair. And in other news, an oversized load snaps its trailer that it was carrying this load. And this was reported, uh, this happened on February 9th. The Nebraska State Patrol, they had their hands full over the weekend When an oversized load broke the trailer that was hauling it and forced crews to get creative to find a solution. This happened near Grand Island, Nebraska, which is about the 321 mile stick in Nebraska off of Iowa 80. A trailer was hauling an industrial boiler to a final destination in Denver when the trailer broke. Under the weight of the load. The trailer failed and actually broke in two. And you can see in the picture, it is it is laying on the ground. The total weight of this load was 233,000 pounds. And your trailer breaks. It doesn't leave many... Travel options available, said the Nebraska State Patrol in a tweet. This boiler weighs 150,000 pounds. The total weight of the boiler and the trailer was 233,000 pounds. All lanes were reportedly blocked, and authorities were forced to close down Highway 34 between Stir and Shady Bend Road. Troopers and Nebraska DOT and MRL Crane Services worked to repair the broken trailer on Saturday afternoon and into the evening, but they were unsuccessful. Then the next day, on Sunday, they tried something different to get the boiler moving again. They went, to, quote. I'm quoting here, Today we went back with two large cranes, and the boiler weighed about 150,000 pounds. They sent another trailer up from Oklahoma City. So we took the boiler off the old trailer, set it on the ground, waited until a new trailer got there, and then set the boiler on the new trailer, and then they had to wait for the permits until the next day on Monday so they, the boiler could continue on its route to Denver. More than 24 hours after the trailer broke, Highway 34 was reopened, and it resumed its trip to Denver. Uh, they remarked, the, the DOT and the State Patrol remarked that they haven't seen anything like this in their 30 years of experience. And you'll see the pictures in the article that I'll have again listed in the show notes. Miles-long traffic backups reported after a multi-semi truck trucks were involved in a pileup. This was happening the day after Valentine's Day. Missouri transportation officials shut down parts of 70, if you didn't hear about this, after semi, several semi-trucks and passenger vehicles were involved in two major pile-up crashes. One crash happened around noon on Friday, February 15th, in the westbound lanes of I-70 at mile marker 58 near Concordia, as heavy snow fell, making the interstate slick and travel treacherous. It isn't clear how exactly many vehicles were involved in this crash, but images captured at the scene, you can see it was at least five semi-trucks. There was another wreck, over near Oak Grove at uh, mile marker 29. That crash involved approximately 40 vehicles. And the highway patrol reported that at least one person died. All westbound lanes at that time were closed at both crash scenes. And there was no no estimated time for the reopening um, because of a lot of the snow. Of course, Mississippi never treats their roads. So it becomes, what I say, slicker than snot on a doorknob. I know it's pretty disgusting, but I mean, that's pretty slick. In other news, Border Patrol inspects a load of frozen strawberries And what do they find? $13 million worth of methamphetamines. A truck driver has been arrested after Border Patrol agents discovered over 900 pounds of suspected methamphetamine hidden in a load of frozen strawberries. The major drug bust happened on the 16th of February at Far Reynosa International Bridge ...at FAR Texas. Uh, Authorities say that they referred a 42-year-old truck driver... ...who was hauling a load of frozen strawberries from Mexico for further inspection... ...with help from a canine unit and imaging technology... Agents discovered 350 packages of suspected methamphetamine weighing 906 pounds. Border Patrol says that the street value of these drugs is approximately $12,700,000. In addition to seizing the suspected methamphetamines, Border Patrol also seized a semi-truck and he arrested the driver, of course. The truck driver was not yet been identified, was turned over to Homeland Security agents after his arrest. Border Patrol says that he was a Mexican citizen. This is an outstanding interception our officers accomplish this weekend. Our officers' astute sense of awareness and tenacity is unparalleled and truly commendable. But we don't need no border walls now, do we, everybody? We're not talking politics, that's right. Oops, my bad. This episode of Julia's Trucking Cafe is brought to you by Julia's Virtual Assistant Service. Have you ever thought of hiring a virtual assistant? Do you even know what a virtual assistant is? Well, may I suggest you contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service to find out how they can help you and your business. Do you have things that you hate doing? Are you an owner-operator and have receipts that you have to turn in to your accountant? well hand them over to Julia's virtual assistant service and concentrate on the things that you enjoy doing like driving from basic website design social media marketing bookkeeping to transcription Julia's Virtual Assisted Service can help you and your business with the things that you hate doing. Any tasks that you have, hand it over to them. Contact Julia's Virtual Assisted Service today by visiting their website at juliasvaservice.com. That's julias, V as in Victor, A is in Apple, service.com. juliasvaservice.com for economical pricing and fast turnaround time. Visit juliasvaservice.com. Let's get back to the news. A lawmaker wants to eliminate speed limits on two of America's busiest highways. A California lawmaker has introduced a new bill that would completely eliminate speed limits on two of the busiest roadways in the nation. On February 15th, Senator John Moorlock introduced SB 319 as a solution to the state's massive traffic congestion problems. The bill would create a no-speed limit lane on both directions of I-5 and State Route 99. The bill would require... California transportation officials to build a new lane on both directions of the roadways to be designated as a no-speed limit zone. Normal speed limits would remain in effect in the other lanes. So why don't we provide people with vehicles the opportunity to just drive at 100 miles an hour, get to San Francisco in a shorter period of time than the train would, Murlock told CBS Sacramento. Murlock says that no speed limit... Lanes are designed to cut down on vehicles idling in traffic in order to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. You're burning the fuel efficiently as opposed to just sitting in slow traffic waiting for one truck to pass another truck for 20 minutes, he said. Morlock compares his speed limit plan to Germany's Autobahn, where the average vehicle travels at 93 miles an hour and speeds of 125 miles an hour are not uncommon. Morlock isn't clear on how much his proposal will cost and there is no mention of commercial vehicle traffic within the text of the bill. Of course not! There's never any mention of commercial vehicles in any kind of legislation to increase speed limits. If you're new to the industry and you're new to this show... You'll learn a lot. Now, Pennsylvania troopers issued over 800 tickets to truckers who ignored the travel ban. Back in February, they had the travel ban in Pennsylvania several different times, and they issued nearly a quarter of a million dollars worth of citations to truck drivers during a weather-related travel ban earlier in the week of February 12th. Ahead of the major winter storm, Pennsylvania transportation officials issued a full commercial vehicle travel ban for multiple major interstates. Pretty much all most of Pennsylvania. However, a news release from the Pennsylvania State Police indicates that many truckers did not heed the travel ban. We have loads we have to deliver, but at the same time, if the weather is getting really bad, park it, people, and that they will be paying a heavy price. Pa- PSP says that they issued 827 citations and 59 warnings to truck drivers who violated the ban on Tuesday. The fine for violating the travel ban is $300 in addition to court costs, meaning that troopers issued... $248,000 worth of tickets to truck drivers in one day. The number of citations issued were only slightly lower than the total number issued during a two-day commercial vehicle ban that took place in January. Pennsylvania State Police also report that there were 47 commercial vehicle crashes on February 12th. 17 of those crashes happened on interstates where the trucks were banned. Their records show that keeping high-profile vehicles off the roads during the worst periods of inclement weather is an effective way to prevent crashes and keep the roads clear. Major James Bass, Bass Bassinger, Basinger, director of the Pennsylvania State Police Bureau of Patrol, Ugh. commercial vehicle crashes are a challenge to investigate and clear in any weather. During a winter storm, they could cause significant road closures, which lead to stranded drivers and increased increased danger for first responders now some good news a trucker pushes a flooded stranded car to safety this happened on valentine's day a local news crew captured the moment that a truck driver came to the aid of a car driver standard stranded by floodwaters this incident was caught on camera on thursday february 14th by abc 7 news in oakland california after record amounts of rain deluged the Bay Area. In the news video, you could see a BMW that stalled in the deep floodwaters, getting a helping hand from a semi-truck, which comes up behind the vehicle and pushes it out of the floodwaters to drier ground. In the video below, you could see the BMW driver give the truck driver a wave of thanks out his window. Transportation officials warned both commercial and passenger vehicles NOT to attempt to drive through floodwaters. Uh, yeah, but do we, do anybody listen? No, they never listen. A city bus driver in Oakland also made headlines that morning after deciding to brave the floodwaters with passengers on board. The bus driver could face disciplinary action, according to a report by the Central Oregon. And then severe flooding also caused traffic problems for drivers on I-5 north of Williams, California. Portions of I-5 were closed much of the day on Thursday for flooding. And we're talking... There, it's up to the bottom of the trailer is how much the flooding was there out there in California. So that's that's quite huge. And for the final news for this radio show, it's going to be kind of short this time. I just wanted to get, try to get everybody caught up and and put, post a show out there for all of my avid listeners and my steady listeners that uh come back week after week and listen to the show i great like i said again i greatly appreciate you and for the top story a hero trucker trucker saves a fellow driver who was bleeding to death in a truck stop. Kansas police are calling this semi-truck driver a hero after he went above and beyond to save the life of another driver suffering from a life threatening medical emergency at a truck stop. The rescue happened early morning hours of Monday, February 11th at the Love's truck stop in Ottawa, Kansas. Police say that a California based truck driver was traveling on I-35 when a pick line, a catheter that is placed inside a large vein from medical procedures inserted in his arm came loose while he was behind the wheel causing serious bleeding. The driver managed to safely drive approximately 30 miles to the Love's in Ottawa while holding his arm to control the bleeding. After arriving at the truck stop, the driver fled into the Love's restroom where he tried to control the bleeding. It was about 3 in the morning that Bones Transportation truck driver Robert Thurlow walked into the restroom and found the bleeding truck driver. Thurlow told Fox 4 Kansas City that it happened so quickly there was literally enough time for him to essentially open the door door and voiced the words, I'm bleeding to death. Thoreau, assisted by a Love's employee with some medical training, grabbed a tarp strap from the store shelf along with a t-shirt and put together a makeshift tourniquet to stop the bleeding while the employee called 911. First responders on the scene transported the truck driver to the hospital. He is expected to be okay. Thank goodness. The Ottawa Police Department issued a statement thanking the truck driver and truck stop worker for their quick thinking to help save the life of the other driver. We can attest that citizens from our community saved the life of a man tonight. Our citizens did not care this man was from California. They did not care he was a stranger. They saw a person in need. They jumped in and saved his life. After being called our hero... Thurlow said, I would hope, in all honesty, anybody would do it for me. For more on the Rescue, you can take a look at the video below in the bottom of this article. That kind of choke FMCSA confirms that hours of service changes are coming soon. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration has publicly confirmed that there are major changes coming to the current hours of service, regulations that a semi-truck drivers We have to follow. At the Omnitracks Outlook Conference held in Dallas... Texas last week, FMCSA had Ray Martinez, old buddy, old boy Ray over there, officially confirmed during a speech to the crowd of approximately 800 that his agency is at work on changes to the hours of service regulations for us truck drivers. While the FMCSA has hinted that changes would be coming for hours of service for months, this is the first time that the agency has publicly confirmed that these changes will happen. He's I'm quoting he state he stated, "I am pleased to report at this juncture, given the quantity and the quality of the comments that I can announce that we are moving forward to a notice of proposed rulemaking or an NPRM." Martinez told attendees. Martinez did not offer any details, of course not, about the type of hours of service changes that would be coming or when those changes could arrive. So he's still, they're still promising, but there's, it's coming down the pike, but there's no end in sight of when exactly it'll be here. In August of last year, the FMCSA made a public comment on hours of service regulation reform and received thousands of responses from the trucking industry as well as the public at large. Specifically, they asked the public to weigh in on four specific areas of hours of service regulation. Expanding the current 100-air-mile short-haul exemption from 12 hours on-duty to 14 hours on-duty in order to be consistent with the rules for us long-haul truck drivers. Extending the current 14-hour on-duty limitation by up to two hours when a truck driver encounters adverse weather conditions. Revising the current mandatory 30-minute break for truck drivers after eight hours of continuous driving and reinstating the option for splitting up the required 10-hour off-duty rest break for drivers operating trucks that are equipped with a sleeper berth compartment. The FMCSA also asked for public comment on two petitions, an OIDA petition that would allow drivers to take up to three hours off-duty rest break during a 14-hour day period, and OIDA's petition also asked for the elimination altogether of the 30-minute rest break. And Trucker Nation petition that would revise the prohibition against driving after the 14th hour of the beginning of the work shift allows driver to use multiple off-duty periods of three hours or longer in lieu of having 10 consecutive hours off-duty and eliminate the 30-minute rest break requirement. The FMCSA received 5,262 comments on these proposed changes to the Hours of Service regulations. He says, I will say that given the great feedback and the quality of the comments received from the industry, stakeholders, and safety advocates, that we are very, very excited. About the prospects of moving forward, Martinez told conference goers. So pretty much he said nothing, and I'm like, you know, really, really. And in other news, a week-long semi-truck crackdown is underway by state police. Troopers say that they have another truck enforcement blitz planned soon. This one's going to be unannounced. The Washington State Police say they're in the midst of a week-long commercial vehicle enforcement detail in Tacoma area. And this was reported this week, the, the 26th, actually today. This week, W- Washington State Police are increasing patrols on a 10-mile stretch of I-5 in Pierce County to try to catch truckers driving dangerously. The truck crackdown is taking place at both the northbound and southbound lanes between Highway 512 and Highway 18. The big rig enforcement detail will be going on now from now through March 1st. Troopers are patrolling I5 will be on the lookout for commercial vehicle drivers who are speeding, driving aggressively, not wearing seat belts, driving distracted, following too closely, changing lanes unsafely. Washington State Police says that they'll ticket any driver, whether passenger vehicle or commercial vehicle, who violates the law. But their emphasis will be on truck drivers. Your emphasis needs to be on four-wheelers or cars, not constantly picking on the drivers. Do it for both not just one. Washington State Police say that truck enforcement details in response to an increase in high-profile semi-truck crashes on I-5 in the Tacoma area in recent months. Trooper Andy Stockel says that the Washington State Police ha- has another truck enforcement detail planned soon, but this one will be unannounced. Watch your speed, increase your following distance, put your electronic device down, Stokel advised. I advise that as well, use your turn signals, get the lead out of your shoe, and just drive like a professional, not like you're driving your car. And in breaking news, over 25,000 Kenworths and Peterbilts are recalled for a defect that could cause crashes. Uh, Clutch defects could lead to unintended motion of the vehicle, increasing the risk of a crash or injury. Car has issued a recall of thousands of semi-trucks for a clutch defect. Effect. That could increase the risk of a crash. A total of twenty nine, excuse me, a total of twenty five thousand three hundred and forty three pack car trucks, model year twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, are a part of a clutch defect recall that was scheduled to begin in February. The truck models affected by the recall are, and there's a whole list of them. You go ahead and click on this article in the show notes. I'll make sure that I have it up. I'll also post it to our Facebook page. According to recall documents from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, the pressure plate fingers in certain clutches manufactured between April 1st and June 5th, April 1st, 2017 and June 5th, 2018, may be susceptible to premature failure due to a manufacturing irregularity. A lot of big words. Affected clutches may not fully release, such as that automatic transmission could remain in gear and may overcome the parking brake, allowing the vehicle to move unexpectedly. They are not saying whether it's standard transmissions or automatic transmissions. The NHTSA documents say that this defect could lead to unintended motion of the vehicle, increasing the risk of crash or injury. Paccar will notify truck owners and dealerships of the recall, and repairs will be made free of charge. Truck owners with questions about the recall may call Pack Car Customer Service at 918-259-3258. Again, that's 918-259-3258 and reference recall numbers 18PBE and 18KWH. Peterbilt can works me up. So I want to see again. I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in each and every week to listen to me blabber on the cafe. If you are new here to the cafe and would like to check us out uh, someplace else, besides having to come to the website, at the bottom in each and every podcast post or episode on the website at com, you can find links for every other podcast sites like iHeartRadio, YouTube iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and many more. Please like us on Facebook and don't forget to join our discussion group at Julius Truck and Cafe Regulars. You don't have to be a truck driver to do any of this. If you enjoy our recipes, please share recipes. I will make sure that you get kudos when I share the recipe on the website. I share recipes on our page, videos, and much more. I also created a page where else to find our podcast. When you click on that link, a page will open up and just click on any one of the pictures to be able to enjoy our podcast on any one of the sites that I just got done talking about. I would also like you to please subscribe to our email list where I can send you the show notes right to your inbox, which is the links to each and every article that you can read it for yourself or at your leisure or also look at the videos when you have the time. This way, you don't have to keep coming back to the website. I am glad that you do, but you don't necessarily have to. And in the future, I'll be having new things coming out like that new page. And if you're on the email list, you will have priority in getting those new things that are in the works. And before I forget, please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode that you listen to. If you like us on Facebook, you can leave a comment there on each one, any one of the episodes. You can always get in contact with me via email as well. I read each and every one. If you have an idea for an upcoming show, please feel free to email me. My email is on the contact page of the website. I hope everyone keeps the shiny side up and please stay safe out there. Please slow down and use your turn signals. Please use your headlights in inclement weather when you're using your windshield wipers. Please, please, please turn your headlights on. I hope each one of you has a great week. Until next time. Amen. Yeah.